what's a better expression for welcoming immigrants and refugees to your to your hometown or to your community than making space? I mean, they, we need to make space for people and and celebrate. Uh, oh make gosh. space for them and celebrate them once they're here. My name is Rob Van Nood. And I'm Jeffrey Silverstein. You're listening to Elevate, a podcast about big ideas, little projects, and everything in between. Educators and students share their short, elevator pitch-sized stories to raise your awareness of all the interesting things that are going on here at Catlin Gable School. In this episode of Elevate, I sit down with middle school teachers Brendan Gill and Deirdre Atkinson to talk about their year-long student-teacher experiential project called Art of Storytelling, and how their original vision turned into something completely different after meeting refugee camp survivor Wilson Cubeo. It was the faculty retreat um, at the beginning of the school year where the middle school faculty was tasked with coming up with ideas for an experiential project. And it needed to be something that we were ourselves interested in because that was sort of the iteration that we were going from J Week last year where it was a grade level team idea to personal projects or team projects, partner projects where you're working with a small group or even by yourself. I think it had to be a partner, didn't it? Um, And uh, so I really wanted to get better at storytelling, at personal storytelling. I didn't really know how to do it and I thought that also I wanted something to do around a campfire because I really wanted to take kids to the coast, to the coast, to the beach. And um, I noticed that it was going to be in February instead of January and that that was going to be a cold time also. So a campfire would be pretty important for being outdoors. And so being around the campfire and rather than just singing traditional songs or telling stories that we already knew or whatever, like kind of get closer to also what I'm teaching in my eighth grade, which is about story being defined as something different than privilege. So a story that is steeped in privilege could be the slew of Marvel movies that we are watching now, um, because it was really a bunch of boys like me who grew up with comic books who were given the power to kind of make whatever movie they want, and they decided they wanted to make, of course, decided they wanted to make movies about their favorite thing from childhood, the movies they wanted to see when they were kids and could and didn't exist. And so the reason we're seeing all these Marvel movies is because boys like me were given the power to make them. And so um, what story really needs to be told to change the world? These Marvel movies are not changing the world. So... Um, you can disagree with me if you want. Well, I don't know that I can disagree with you because I don't know the Marvel canon. I just know that one of the things that we did was, and I totally was like, okay, whatever, we're going to see a Marvel movie. But one of the things we did during that week was we saw Into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was revolutionary in, in on like 17 different levels, uh, but especially in terms of how we do tell stories and how we can take old stories and explode them so that they are inclusive of so many more people. That's a pretty naive perspective and I not I have not deeply analyzed the storytelling of Into the Spider-Verse, but for this audience member, I felt like it was pretty revolutionary. Yes, so thanks for pushing back on that. That's true. That's an that's a um, exception, I think. And Black Panther for sure is an exception to the rule. 
Black Panther has done incredible things for cinema. Um, it's like the Hamilton of movies, basically. People did talk about Wonder Woman and uh, is it Captain America? The one with Captain the, Marvel. Captain Marvel with the female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there have been some. I think less revolutionary for the women's ones, although Spider-Verse, obviously, but um, I feel like they're trying to take those stories into new directions. Yes. Um, and, uh, and it wasn't with the intention of changing the world that the Marvel comic book DC movement of cinema began. And so once it existed and it got the pushback, it realized it needed to make some changes. And so that's why we're here with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Into the Spider-Verse is because they're having to make corrections from Good. nearly a decade of being like, I want to make Avengers. And um, <laughs> so like, because that's what where I was in film school, where I was like, and I told you about this mm-hmm. when we talked about it, yeah, that I realized I just wanted to make the new Star Wars movies and that I, that, okay, so there's a amazing filmmaker that I met last year that I told you about, Mackie Mallison, and he ended up um, being sort of, uh, what's the kismet, by, through kismet, in a relationship with Catelyn Gable's own amazing artist, Amea Okamoto. And These are freshmen in college now. They are now freshmen in college, yeah. And they're killing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like on fire with awesome. Yes. Um, like Amea, all she needs to do is like put out every like twice a year, just like I'm taking commissions, I'm only taking 10. And then that's like her job. It's so incredible. And Mackie is the same sort of thing. But Mackie's a model mostly now. He's doing a lot of modeling. Um, but uh, he, uh, I got to interview him for this Global Online Academy um, project just uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. And he said the most amazing thing that I wish that I had at the beginning of this project where we could tell the kids, but he said, are you taking up space or are you making space? And so that's sort of the lens through which I am judging the Marvel series. Okay, the reason also that I'm talking about Marvel so much is because we get 13 students, 6th to 8th graders, and this is the biggest thing in their world. This is the most successful movie of all time just came out, and that they're talking about it just today. Someone brought in a prop from that movie in my class, um, and actually in another class, and it made it into my class. It's just traveling through the middle school right now, this <laughs> glove prop from this big movie. So it's just everywhere. And so how can we um, kind of course correct? How can we say, wait a minute, okay, this is, it's big on story right now in your life, but let's think about what the power of a story really is. So I didn't know how to do that. And um, I thought that this week could, or well, not just this week, this year, this project, Art of Storytelling, we could bring in some people who do know how to do that and teach us. But an interesting thing happened along the way, which was very early on in the year, um, this amazing um, personality who is a um, survivor of a refugee camp. His name's Wilson um, Cubeo. And um, he came to our assembly. And it was like totally out of nowhere. We'd never met this person before. And he just stole the hearts and minds of the middle school with his this incredible. His, yeah. his incredible story of how his family escaped from a horrible, horrible situation and then ended up in refugee camp for a long story getting there, and then ended up here and now working for... Yeah, Refugee Center Online. So Refugee Center Online, um, which is soon to be called Hello, I learned. They're sort of rebranding and refocusing um, on how, on given the population that is seeking out um, guidance from them and advice and, and support, they figured out how better to target them and how better to reach them. It's a national organization based in Portland. Mm-hmm. 
and it's a resource center online for people who are refugees and immigrants. Yeah, and so Wilson is one of the main um, administrators and um, spokespeople for the organization, and so he uh, was at an assembly, and so afterwards, I just decided, you know, well, why not? I'll ask the organization if they want to partner with our students. And they were really open to it, which was so amazing because it's not so often that that happens. And not Especially only that, middle school students. Yes. <laughs> not everyone is lining up to work with middle school students. Yeah. <laughs> um, or um, give them the assignment that basically we got from them, which was we want six, ten, a dozen videos, short videos about local folk in Portland that um, were refugees or immigrants and have managed to find uh, and make a home for themselves and establish themselves in Portland. Um, and so we started on that project, but it was really just based on the kids. We asked them, like, because we were already planning on going camping and working with some professional storytellers, and they were going to train us how to do this personal storytelling about identity. And we said, kids, you could do that, or we could work with Refugee Center Online. And they voted, and it was really clear that they wanted to work with Refugee Center Online. And so we were not expecting that. Um, <laughs> and the reason we weren't expecting that was because we had already kind of gone through some example stories about people telling a personal struggle and how they overcame it. And personally, I wasn't seeing a huge buy-in from the kids from that. So that's sort of why I thought that they were going to want to do. And originally, at the beginning of the year, they said they wanted to learn how to tell their own stories. So that was also the, those two data points where I thought we were going to go away from Refugee Center Online, but instead... Yeah, um, they were excited about it. Which meant that we got to go out into the city and the kids interviewed people, uh, business people, not business people, and learn about their story, their journey, what they're doing here now. Um, and of all of them, all of the people that we talked with in their home that they've made for themselves, their work is reaching out to other refugees and immigrants. And so these interviews are going on the website and are used as a tool to reach out to refugees and immigrants and then inviting them to come to these places. So it could be a restaurant, it could be a classroom, it could be mostly restaurants and classrooms, yeah? Um, and how amazing is that, that people are using their stories to reach out to other people? And our kids are filming them and interviewing them and editing them and putting in the music and giving back a finished product, a really good finished product. Well, and it seems that that is the, almost the core nature of what you said earlier about the difference between taking up room and making room, that the students weren't telling their own story, which is taking up room, and that they were actually making room for these other stories, which, it, which is, I don't know if, you, you know if that just kind of happened, you know. Yeah, like, like I, I'm, I'm curious, like that, how that, you know, if you've had any conversations about the difference between those two things with the kids or it just kind of serendipitously turned into that. There it was, was super duper intentional. And when I say that, I mean it wasn't intentional at all. <laughs> it happened because the kids are awesome. Yeah. So I guess selfishly, I got what I was really hoping to get out of the project, which is learn about how to tell your story. But this whole making space and taking up space thing that I just heard two weeks ago and now you just helped me make this connection, Rob. So, like, what's more, what's a better expression for welcoming immigrants and refugees to your to your hometown or to your community than making space? I mean, they we need to make space for people and and celebrate. Um, oh my make gosh. space for them and celebrate them once they're here. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, because we know what where we came from. Um, all of us, you know, are not Native Americans. So where we came from and how we know that immigrants have shaped and transformed this country into an amazing place. Um, so uh, we are at this point. So yesterday I just did another one. So um, with the fifth grade. And so the fifth grade had read a book called Refugee, and they're also doing a capstone project. And so this sort of intersected really well with um, opportunities that they were seeking out for something that kind of went above and beyond a typical classroom assignment. And so me and six uh, students and uh, Joseph Jackson went down to the Portland Central Precinct, police precinct, and interviewed um, Alias Darrow, who is one of the um, IT professionals there. And so he told his story. And what's interesting is that a lot of these folks, some, of, some folks were really interested in telling us their story of their background. And um, other folks are just more interested in telling us about their job and where they are now. So Elias didn't want to get too into his background. He was, he was really excited about the work he's doing for the police, for the Portland police. And he showed us the uh, laptops that he you know, uh, prepares for the police cars and then showed us this rig that he simulates a police car so he can test out the interface. And then we walked down to a police car where we looked inside and saw the technology in there. And that's, that's all him. And it's uh, really incredible um, that he was able to make time in his busy schedule to welcome these students in, say, yeah, I'll tell you my story. And I also need to get clearance from my supervisor and make sure that these kids and you are allowed to go into this space in this building because it's so high security, all of that. We went from learning how to tell our stories to learning how to listen to the stories of other people and to make connections between our stories and their stories so that we had more authentic relationship. Uh, I think that it was the listening rather than talking lesson. For me personally, that was uh, very moving and I think uh, transformative and potentially revolutionary. Um, great, well thank you guys for sitting down. It was, it was great to hear. Um, I will put some links to um, the websites or other other things you want on on the podcast on the description of the podcast. Um, we didn't say anything about experiential learning or how we addressed a real problem or any of that stuff. So maybe you could put that in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in. There. They can come and talk to you about it. They could do that. Too. That part of this podcast <laughs> is just getting is is just elevating things so people be like curious. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be the full story. Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.